Hi, this is Bill Bean, the Spiritual Warrior. I'm listening to the Paranormal Journal, and you should as well. John Curley is awesome, and the show is awesome. Tune in every week to listen to what he's got to say. I'm Bill Bean, the Spiritual Warrior, and I'll stand for you. This podcast presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The host purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only answer to paranormal phenomena. We have not yet begun to touch the surface into these supernatural occurrences. With that being said, welcome to the Paranormal Journal. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. Welcome to another episode, and welcome to Season 2. Thank you guys for downloading, sharing, and loving the Paranormal Journal podcast. We're giving you good content, and tonight, as you can tell by that clip, it's a lovely day for an exorcism. Going to have a special guest on tonight. Minister Bill Bean is going to be in the house with us tonight. Bill is a world-renowned exorcist, spiritual deliverance minister, and is known as the Spiritual Warrior. Bill has helped thousands of people all over America, along with many others in 54 countries. 54 countries Bill's been in helping people with their paranormal problems. Bill Beans, a spiritual warfare deliverance ministry, addresses anything from curses, blocks, attachments, obsession, and oppression to possession by demonic spirits. He's also an internationally known author, lecturer, and supernatural expert. Bill has currently appeared in episodes of A Haunting, Ghost Nation, which was my episode. Me and him were in an episode together. Our episode was called The Lady in Black. Bill came up and helped me out with a case in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. We were having some pretty negative things going on in a... In a um, case that we were doing so we called in the taps guys i had uh, jason and his crew up there and we called in bill and bill did a deliverance for us in this house in newcastle pennsylvania and um it worked for a little while well they didn't have any activity going on but now things have ramped up and uh they're having activity again and that's just a chance you take with this stuff it's a 50 50 chance it's gonna work or it isn't gonna work but bill was uh agreed to come along with us and try to get rid of this thing. And uh, we don't know what's in the house, but 
definitely some weird things. I've had a lot of weird things happen in this house that I can't explain, and uh, we definitely need help with it, and Bill's going to help us with it. Um, so I thank him for that. And uh, Bill's also been in other episodes like uh, television shows like Fright Club with uh, Jack Osborne and the uh, Gersh Brothers. And um, he's also been on The Holster Files with Dave Schrader, which is pretty cool. And Bill was also featured in a Lifetime Movie Network series. Uh, it was called I Was Possessed. And, Bill's reg- and Bill regularly joins George Nori on Coast to Coast AM. And he's also appeared on uh, George's television show, Beyond Belief, which is pretty cool. Bill was a busy, busy guy. Uh, I've been trying to get him on a show for a while, but, you know, we, we've hooked up and talked and we've set dates and things have happened with me. Things have happened with him and we couldn't get it in the last season. So now I got him tonight. Thank God. Finally got it going on tonight. But Bill's a busy guy. Like I said, he's an author as well. And Bill has wrote several books. Uh, I've read one of his books called Dark Force, which is about a uh, a haunting that he grew up, a house that he grew up in that was haunted by demonic uh, forces. And he wrote a book about it. It's called Dark Force. He also wrote, he wrote several other books. Uh, called uh, One was called Delivered. Uh, 10 Steps to Victory, The Connection. Uh, He wrote another book called Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, Went back to Dark Forces. This book was, that book was called Dark Forces Revisited, which I read that book too. That's an awesome book. You guys should check that out. And um, he wrote another book called The Seventh Book, Stranger Than Fiction 2, which he revisited that one. And uh, another book called Purge. And he has another book out now, his latest book, is Tales from an Exorcist. So get out there and uh, purchase these books that Bill has. I'm telling you, man, you're going to like it. This guy has a, has a wealth of knowledge in the paranormal field, and he has experienced a ton of negative and demonic things uh, throughout his years. I haven't, but Bill has. And um, like I said, I I haven't been uh, involved with a lot of demonic things and cases over the years. The ones that I were involved with were, um, let's say they weren't real. They were frauds. But um Bill's seen it all and done it all. I haven't, like I said, I haven't been a part of that side of paranormal investigations where I've seen, you know, people levitating, things like that. Now, Bill has, and we're going to talk about that tonight. So give me a minute, give me a second to get Bill on the hook here. I'm going to get Bill on the hook, and we're going to talk paranormal shop tonight with Minister Bill Bean. Give me a second. I'm going to get him on the hook. All right. So we got Bill Bean on the hook. What's going on, brother? Hey, Brother John, it's great to be back with you. Always great to be here with you and uh, and all of your listeners and viewers as well. And things are good with me. I'm just uh, more busy than ever. And uh, as we were discussing off air, um, there are a variety of reasons why I'm more busy than ever before. Oh, yeah, yeah. This turmoil, this upside down world we're living in right now, it's um, not good. I don't see anything good coming out of it, that's for sure. It's very sad, and uh, I didn't come on to your show today or this evening to preach a sermon, but I always come to speak truth, and I always pray that God works through me to speak through me to speak truth. And uh, I will say this, for those of you out there who may be on the fence in your faith, please get off the fence. It is time to come back to God now. You'll never be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I'm a sinner just like everybody else, but I'm real and authentic, and I do my best, and I try to be my best in each and every day throughout my life. And I'm urging you now, as a man of God, 
uh, it is time for you to get off the fence and renew your everlasting covenant with God. Because uh, I truly believe, John, that we are in the last days before the return of Yahshua, Jesus the Christ. When that day is, I'd be a liar if I said I knew. I don't know. Not even Jesus himself knows this. Only the Father Yahweh knows this. But I can assure you, as we were talking off air, the things that are happening now in the world, especially in America, are unprecedented. And I can't help but feel that there's going to be response from God due to some of these things very soon. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have to agree. It's um, it's definitely something I'm not used to seeing. I told my daughter, I was like, you know, we came from a time where there wasn't a whole lot of technology and, and the technology that's out now and some of the stuff that's being preached to our kids and um, mm it's mm. it's insane like it's it's unheard of and uh, you know and my daughter's studying to be a teacher in college and god bless her i'm like you have a lot of, of obstacles to overcome with this government and the brainwashing that they're doing to kids it's it's terrible it's absolute child abuse in the worst order and I've said this on my own show and various other interviews that I give on other shows. I love all people. I'm not against anybody. However, I am against those that do wickedness. Isaiah 520 says, woe to them who call evil good and good evil. And we're living it right now, especially in America. Anything goes. And they're celebrating being uh, under that spirit of rebellion. So the devil, Hasatan, Satan, He's been given control by Yahweh, who is the owner of this world and many other worlds and universes. Uh, he has given the devil this short time to be in control of the world. This is why we see everything upside down and backwards. And so as a part of that in America, being under the spirit of rebellion and lawlessness, mm -hmm. um, you have these people and they know who they are. And more importantly, God knows who they are. They are acting out because they can, and they're encouraged to do so, to rebel against any type of authority there is. They thumb their nose at God, and now there are those that think they're godly, but they're part of uh, uh, alphabet movements that uh, are contrary to God and the teachings of the Bible. Um, it's the polar opposite. So Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. And what I'm seeing with some of these people their fruit is absolutely rotten. So how in the world can you go along with people that have rotten fruit? It doesn't improve as you go along. It's bad from the beginning. If it's bad from the beginning, it is not going to get better. And that's what we see now, John. And it is sad and unfortunate. Our children are at risk like never before. You know, it's bad enough that you can't let your child go out in the yard and play anymore or anything like that. When you and I were kids, we could go from sun up to sun down and go play anywhere and not yeah. have to worry about anything. Yeah. But now you, you can't let your child out of your sight for five minutes without fear of something happening to the child. But it goes a step more when the child goes to school, public school, and is being taught ideals, wicked ideals, to accept evil as good and good as evil, and it becomes a brainwash. And then before you know it, your child is not the child that you knew before sending that child into the public school system. And that goes for the um, 
colleges and everything else. Now, I will say this. I'm encouraged by a couple of stories that are out there right now. Um, apparently, and I've read reports on both sides of this, uh, but for right now, I have not been there to personally witness this myself, but I will say this. I've been very encouraged to see that this, uh, I believe it's called Asbury um, Christian College that has uh, started this revival the revival has gone on for, I don't know, 18 days or something like that. People have come from all over the world. And uh, on the surface, John, I, I was thanking God and praising God. It sounded great. But then I read some reports that disturbed me. And I hope that those reports are false, reports of uh, a hidden agenda behind that um from lgbtq now again i can't confirm it one way or the other i have read reports for and then uh conflicting reports against this uh this so-called revival i pray that it is real and authentic because i'll tell you we need it and now i'm hearing that similar revivals are breaking out in texas several universities there and i pray that this spreads all over america and i pray that it is for the right reasons and no agendas other than giving real and authentic praise and worship to our glorious God and his son, the savior that he saves through Yahshua, Jesus, the Christ. Yeah. I mean, just in the schools, I mean, they took, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, they took, we had God in school. Like it was That's right. Every day. Now That's it's right. non-existent. Like there is no religion in school whatsoever. Furthermore, like, there was a young man arrested a few days ago. And it was on one of the college campuses. He's a student there. And here's why he was arrested, John. He was arrested because he said that marriage is between a man and a woman. And they arrested him for saying that. Wow. Biologically correct. <laughs> I, I, can you imagine, though? That, so sense. I've been telling people since 911, your First Amendment right of freedom of speech went out the window with the Patriot Act. When 911 took place, they the Bush administration implemented the Patriot Act, there's no more freedom of speech. And if this isn't confirmation of that, then I don't know what it is. All the young man said is marriage is between a man and a woman, and he was taken into custody. I saw the video. He was taken into custody for saying that. Now, wow. what does that say about where we're at right now? That's insane. That's totally insane. That's so the devil, sense. he's having a field day. He is running rampant. The next step will be, and they're trying feverishly to get this passed, uh, legalizing pedophilia. And once they do that, it's the end of the American family as we know it. Um, so that is their next great hurdle that they are attempting to uh, jump right now to get put in the law. Uh, they are already giving the messages out. Hey, these pedophiles, they need love too. And little NAMBLA signs with the man boy lover the man holding the little boy's hand and all this stuff yeah, that's um it is perverted it is sick it is disgusting it is vile it is evil and it is against the order of the most high god yahweh elohim so i don't care who says what there is no way that you could ever any person that has any type of faith whatsoever and i mean real faith could never accept that as normal. Never, ever in a million years. And if you're accepting that as normal, you better get on your knees and repent and come back to God because that is not normal. And 
the, the scriptures also say that means persons of that uh, acceptance would be uh, friends of the world. Therefore, you're an enemy to God because the world runs contrary to the order of God. And certainly nowadays, because the devil is doing everything in the opposite direction. So when we see things upside down and backwards, that is a mock of God and that is mocking the order of God. That's that's it's right. You know, I mean, if you go online and you pull up a they have an app that has like registered pedophiles, you would be surprised at the I mean, I pulled it up on my phone and it was insane how many people live directly around. I mean, blocks from me that have been arrested for being a pedophile. It is unbelievable. I'm, I'm like showing my wife. I'm like, do you see this? This is this guy lives right down the street. Like, and it's hundreds and hundreds of them. I'm like, this so is what insane. this is, John? You hit the nail on the head. History does repeat itself. So I always think of life as like the big giant prices right wheel that goes round and round and round. And it stops and it clicks into certain times at certain periods of time. And we have now clicked into history repeating itself of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's what we are in. And uh, and all you have to do, for those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about, go on your computer, your phone or whatever, and punch in Sodom and Gomorrah and read about that. Read about that. And Yahweh brought destruction to those cities because of their wicked ways. And now yep. there are churches that are trying to rewrite that, John. They're trying to say that Yahweh never brought destruction to those places um, for homosexuality or uh, uh, wickedness in that way, uh, sexual immorality. There are saying that, and boy, we'll get into this a little further. Uh, they're now saying the new narrative is he destroyed those places because they were inhospitable to the angels that came to save Lot and his family. It is a lie from the pits yeah. of hell. And, and so they're literally trying to rewrite that now. And that makes people accept sin. So if you uh, go into a church and your pastor is teaching you something like that, he's lying to you and you better get out of that church right away. That is not true. Yeah. He destroyed those places for wickedness. And it was wicked sexual fornication, homosexuality, wicked sins of the flesh. They, When those angels came to save Lot and his family, the men of those places yep. at the gates that followed Lot and the angels in wanted to have sex with those angels. Lot offered his daughters to them, his virgin daughters. He offered to them. They didn't want the daughters. They wanted the men. And this is part of the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed for lascivious and lewd acts such as that. There's no other reason, not because they were not hospitable to the angels or anybody else that came in there. So it's just amazing John, how history seems to be uh, rewritten here uh, in real time. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I know um, I've had a lot of weird things happen with cases lately. And uh, you you came in on a case with me up in, um, in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, with the uh, Mazajada family. And I'll tell you what, that they're... It calmed down after you had did a deliverance there for a while, but now they're um they're starting to have activity again, and um they're asking well, if I can be of assistance. Uh, please have them contact me. Yeah, yeah, I told them that you would uh, definitely be there to help them, and uh, yeah. we're, we're supposed to go back up there in uh, April, 
and uh, they want us to come back up and sit there with them for a weekend and see some of the stuff that they're having, kind of the same things that were happening before. They're seeing these dark figures and sort of like, kind of like what you seen when you were growing up uh, in that house yeah. in, in Glen Burnie. Um, yeah. I was saying that to the, the listeners in the beginning of the show uh, before I got you on the hook about how, you know, we grew up in Baltimore and uh, you grew up yeah. in, a, I grew up in Hamden and you grew up in, in uh, what's it, Annandale and, uh, Arendelle, yeah. Arendelle. And um, I drove by that year old uh, house not so long ago. Well, the house is gone now, but I think it had burned down or something. But uh, wow. there's a new house there, I think, uh, that they put there. But I drove, I was working right down the street and I said, I'll stop by Bill's old house. I went down there and I'm like, there it is. I said, that's where it was. And, uh, did you still feel that weird vibe that, uh, yeah, I drove down, I drove down the cul-de-sac and I sat there, looked there, it was in my work van. I'm like, there was definitely something wicked here at one time, you know, and, um, you lived it and it kind of steered you in the direction that you're at now, you know, with, with I could not be here where I'm at right now and helping others had I not been there. Uh, and I apologize everybody for a long tangent about the uh, other things going on. But, uh, John is absolutely right that, uh, this all started for me by growing up in a house that uh, was just absolutely hellish and hellish things took place there. And I was victimized and my family was victimized. My family was destroyed by these demonic forces and I was nearly destroyed as well. But looking back on it now, John, I understand this because in order to be where I'm at right now in helping others, I really, God had to have me to be in those situations as a child to know what it was like to suffer, to know what it was like to be in those situations, being victimized. There is no way that I could walk into somebody's house that is really, you know, I've seen people devastated, uh, attacked from demons to where even in my own family, my own mother, you know, uh, bitten and punched and cut and slapped and scratched and bruised and you name it. I mean, I've seen it first in my own family and I suffered it as well. I suffered demonic attacks from age five up until age 12. So I know what that's like, but to go into a home as a deliverance minister, exorcist, spiritual warrior, whatever you want to call me, um, there's no way that I could have any kind of bond with a person had I not been there to experience it for myself. So that's why God chose me to do this kind of work. Um, so when people know that when I come in there and they know that I too have suffered in that way, we can form a bond because I understand Then the person can trust me because they know that I've been there and I understand what they're going through. Uh, any other way it would not work. I could be this, uh, hotshot scholar, most brilliant man in the world. But if I've never had the experience, there is no way to come together. You can't, it's impossible. There'll be a wall there that you won't be able to penetrate because the victim would not trust me enough to come together with me on that. So God knows what he's doing. And when he first put this calling on my life, I laughed to myself. I thought God must have a sense of humor. How could someone like me be a help to anybody? But then when I came to the realization, I didn't come to the realization until I had developed real and authentic faith, making God truly making him first in my life. Then it took a little while, but I came to the realization that God truly was calling me to do this. And I spent years in biblical studies, um, studies of ancient history and uh, ancient religions, you name it. Um, and, and so that broadened my intellect 
and increased my wisdom and knowledge. And with that, increased my confidence. And I became uh, a non-denomination uh, minister. And then I started uh, performing. I, I would say probably the first one was in 2012, but it was 2013, 2014, when I really started traveling all over America. And I've helped people in 54 other countries as well. Uh, been to every part of America, helped people from all walks of life and even different faiths. I once performed uh, an exorcism on a young lady in Cairo, Egypt. They were Muslim and still God worked through me to deliver that young lady from evil. I will never ever forget it. I also performed um, an exorcism on a family in France and they did not speak English. I did not speak French. However, through the power of God working through me was able to deliver that family from evil and their home and their property. And they've been fine since. So God makes the impossible possible, but it requires real and authentic faith. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. What kind of things have you encountered? Like with some of the exorcism, have you seen like levitations and stuff like that? I have. Wow. I absolutely have. I've seen a person levitate off the bed about six inches or maybe even probably closer to a foot because when the person came back down, they didn't just gently lower back down. They were dropped and the person plopped on the bed. So this person is levitating off the bed. Wow. And then when this demon or demons drop the person, they plop right back on the bed. I've wow. seen people's eyes change from our regular looking eyes to all white, all black, uh, all red. Uh, in one case, I saw the lady's eyes change to yellow. It's like a greenish yellowish color with reptilian slits in the center. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. And that woman's body was twisting in ways that the human body cannot move and contort without bones popping and breaking and ligaments popping. Um, but yet her body was twisting and contorting in those ways. And then, as the demons came out of her, she had projectile vomiting. I've seen that many times. I have heard uh, voices come out of victims, uh, in, in female victims, this uh, deep masculine voice or voices. Uh, some cases, I remember one in 2017, there had to be 20 or 30 different demons in that person and I had to cast them out one by one and they would produce and manifest a different voice as I was binding and rebuking and casting them out. Wow. Uh, this went on for hours. It was maybe the most exhausting, certainly up there in the top three most exhausting uh, experiences that I ever had as an exorcist spiritual deliverance minister in my career. And um, I'm happy to tell you that that lady was delivered. But man, oh man, you want to talk about a battle just one after the other, after the other, just absolutely amazing. I'll never forget it. How I many, did uh, it take you multiple days or just No, day? no, no, no. It was hours. I've never, and I praise God for this. This is not me. I don't claim to be anything other than a man that God works through to help people. In all of my cases, there has never been a case that went two days or anything like, well, I'll say this, a case that was not my case, but and it's in my book, uh, my latest book, Tales from an Exorcist. I start the book out with this case. Uh, this happened to a loved one. Uh, this was long before I was a spiritual warrior. It happened in the late 80s. 
that case went on for 22 days. Wow. And um, out of all the cases that I've been involved in, I have to tell you, John, on a personal level, that was the most severe and intense case that I have ever seen or been a part of. And a Catholic priest was involved in that exorcism. And he was supposed to, and, and God bless this man, um, he had the leading authority on exorcism in Maryland that was supposed to join him on this case. And they had gotten permission from the Catholic Church and this and that. Well, I kind of feel bad about this. I, this had got so bad that I called him like on a, late on a Sunday night and it was going into Monday morning. And it was so bad that he was so concerned for the victim that he could no longer wait on the other priest to join him in this. So he came right over by himself and I assisted him in that. Now, I was not the spiritual warrior at that time. Um, I did have a form of faith, but certainly was nowhere near where I am at now. So we stood there side by side. And boy, John, you, you would have had to have been there to see this, to believe this. And even if you were standing there, you'd be rubbing your eyes going, am I seeing and hearing this? And this went on all through the night uh, until daybreak. But to make a long story short, and it is all in Tales from an Exorcist, uh, he was successful in evicting the demons out of the victim. But unfortunately, it came with a price because... Not long after that, um, and the only way that I'd found this out was through a friend of mine that's a private investigator that got involved in this and, and actually traced what had happened to this priest. He was taken out of his church and put into a facility um, to be cared for in the facility, and that's where he spent the rest of his days, and this wow. friend of mine tracked him down to that facility and had a talk with him and he uh went into detail about what took place that night and that morning and how shortly thereafter he was placed into this uh facility for priest to be cared for that they would know that sort of like being decommissioned in a sense and they would spend the rest of their days in this type of facility being cared for so uh, i feel bad about that for him He's probably no longer with us now. I haven't had contact with him in many, many years. But God bless that man because he was selfless. He came there out of love and caring and out of service to God. And um, God bless him. But boy, John, if you were there, you would have had to. And even if you were standing there, you would still rub your eyes and go, did I just, did that really just happen? Wow. Just off the charts, off the charts. I've seen everything. The only thing that I haven't seen in my career is a person's head turn all the way around. I have not like seen that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But everything else I have seen. Yeah. I think I've when, heard. when, when the body, when they, when you're in an, an exorcism, the body contorts like that. Isn't that sort of like a disrespect to, to like Jesus or something? I, I can't remember. No, it's a mock of God. Yeah, it's, it's a like, mock of yeah, God like saying mocking. that they could take God's creation and twist and morph it and turn it into anything. So there's a complete and utter mock of God. And 
sort of thumbing the nose at God as well, saying, look, I have this level of control over this human being and I can do anything. I could twist them in any way. I could speak through them. I can have superhuman strength through them. Uh, I can have a mind. People don't realize this either. When demonic possession is taking place, in some instances, the entities, through their will and through the control of that host body, can mentally affect those around that person, especially those that are coming to evict those spirits. So there's a great mental power that can manifest and take place and literally put someone down on the floor that is trying to be of assistance in eviction. So um, there's a lot of variables and factors involved in something like this. And if ever there were the disclaimer, do not try this at home, it would be for this. Uh, I've had people offer me money to train them and I've turned them down because unless this is a calling from God, you should never get involved in anything like this. Because once you step through that door, you will never be able to step back out. So uh, this is a battle for life. Now look, every person based on biblical scripture has the ability and capability by the power of God working through all of us to bind and rebuke and cast out demons on a personal level. But when you take that on a level like this, to where you're helping all these different people in different places and countries and everything else, I could not do this, John. If this, if this was not a calling from God, I would end up like the seven sons of Sheba in the Bible who were torn apart because they went on their own accord to try and evict demonic spirits. You cannot do it. Um, God has worked through me to help priests, pastors, um, people in the churches that wanted to do it and then paid a price for trying to do it. People that were ghost hunting that all of a sudden uh, either accepted a little boy or a little girl uh, thinking that that was a gentle spirit and it was a demon in disguise the whole time. Um, people that uh, decided they wanted because they saw someone on TV or me or somebody else buying and rebu rebuking and casting out demons. They thought they could do it. They went and tried it and then they became uh, afflicted and uh, overcome by the, this is no joke. This is no game. This is very serious and people can die as a result of this. I've seen a lot of destruction from these demonic forces against mankind over the years. Yeah, I, I do a lot of, of paranormal investigations, been trying to help people just like you. And um, I always tell them, everyone's like, can you get rid of these things? I'm like, I, me personally, I cannot get rid of these things. Someone else would have to come in here professionally that really knows what they're doing. All I'm coming in and doing is validating your experiences. And then I pass that on to the next person and say, hey, uh, you know, can you come in here? I'll show you the evidence, what I've gotten, and can you right? Then it goes family? to the next level. Yeah, yeah, it goes said, to the I, next level from there. I can't get rid of something that I really have no understanding of. You know what I mean? Like I know these things are here; they're out there. I investigate them, I validate the claims, but can I get rid of them? Absolutely not. I'm not trained to do that. And um, I, you're I, a I, wise man, and, yeah. and a lot of people are not wise in that way because the ego takes over. Because they saw somebody do something on TV, they think that they can do it. And um, so then they get themselves into a very bad place. And then something goes home with them. And then they have this attachment under this 
level of demonic stronghold and things start to go south from there. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty set in my religion. I'm in my faith and uh, you know, I never really worried about anything following me home. Um, good for you, brother. Because I'm, I'm, I know whatever happens to me, I'm protected by God. I've been, That's right. Been baptized, you know. I'm in. I'm not, I'm not concerned like that. I, even though you should be, but I'm not. I know if something happens to me, that God is going to be there for me. So I'm. But see, there's you know, the difference. There are others who do not have any faith whatsoever, and it's by your faith, which is real, authentic faith that you are blessed and protected and God will be with you wherever you go. And he'll have angels to be with you, protecting you and your family, wherever you and they go. The difference is that there are people out there who don't want anything to do with God, but still think that they have these special powers that they could go and do this and that. Those are the people that are swimming with the sharks and they are in yeah. big, big trouble. Yeah. I see a lot of people that, like, I'll just look around online and I'll see other paranormal groups doing this ridiculous stuff and i'm like man, you guys are playing with fire man because you don't really know what you're yep. getting yourself into and it's going to be a problem not only for you but for the people that you're going to their homes and you're making things way worse than they should be you know they're going Absolutely into there right. and they're they're exploding something that's it could be disastrous you know what i mean and they don't they're not understanding they're thinking it's a tv show this yep. isn't a TV show. These are people's lives that you're dealing with. And uh, you got you to gotta tread lightly with it. That's why I have such respect for you, because you are the real deal. You're real and authentic. And unfortunately, there are many out there, not so much. And, and they are doing this for selfish personal reasons. And the number one reason would be to get their own TV show. That's why they're doing it, a lot of them. And uh, they don't care about these people. They don't care about the no. end result. They care about maybe uh, capturing something that might get the attention of a TV network or producer or something, and then uh, maybe they can get on TV. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've said that on my podcast many times. I'm like, if you think if you're doing this to get a TV show, you're in it for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, if if you're in it to think you're going to become famous or something like that. You're in it for all the wrong reasons, and you definitely need to rethink what you're doing. Um, I've been doing it for, like I said, 20-plus years. And, and a lot of people, you know, they see you online or whatever, and you might meet people that – and there's always going to be people that are going to say, you know, you're, you don't know what you're doing or this or that, whatever. You know what I mean? I know all, all the people that I deal with, my clients, they can say, hey, John cares about us. I yeah. don't have to worry about it. And all of them never going to have a bad thing to say about me ever. Yeah. Cause I'm always it's there true. for him. Always it's there true. for him. So even you're if they call me, blessing. even if they call me at one o'clock in the morning, I'll answer my phone, you know, and say, you know, try to try to give them some kind of consultation to try to calm things down or. Because you, you care, know. you really care. Yeah, and again, that's so, so this is part of a calling on you from God to be a comforter and a help to people and to confirm and verify their supernatural experiences that are taking place so you serve a role for god and he works through you to be a blessing to these people yeah i definitely think so i've had some pretty weird uh dreams i had one it was it was almost so real um and they actually put it in a book that i i helped uh anna manello uh she did a book on one of our cases and they called it the unholy structure 
uh, she wrote, she titled it The Unholy Structure, but there was a, I had a dream in that case that I was in this room. It was like a dark room, and uh, there was these four demonic kind of things that were around me, and uh, I started saying a Hail Mary, and all of a sudden, the Virgin Mary was like there, like this light beamed down on her, and I kind of fell to my knees. I'm like, oh my God, it's the Virgin Mary. And I started praying, you know, the Hail Mary, and I just remember looking up at her. I couldn't really see her face really well, but I could see us like a smile, kind of like a smile, but it was kind of And you blurry. felt comfort, I'm sure. Yeah, it was It was the, the most comforting dream, but it was so real, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get a, a painting of it done because it's just so vivid in my mind. I God was I can't giving get it you out confirmation. Yeah, it he was, was giving weird. you confirmation that he's with you and for you, even when, because again, you're stepping into areas where demons dwell. Therefore, you have their attention and they're going to try and make contact with you. And, and so a person is most vulnerable either in sleep or uh, under the influence of alcohol and or drugs. So you are in a vulnerable state in sleep and therefore there are demons of the night that try and come and make this type of contact and torment uh, through sleep and dreams but you should rejoice because you got your confirmation oh, that wow. God's with you and for you. It was amazing. And so he'll always protect you. And if God's with us and for us, then nothing can stand against us. So that should be your ultimate confirmation right there of the level of favor that God has on you and your life. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing uh, thing for me. I'm actually going to have a, a painting of it. A friend of mine is going to paint it and uh, definitely going to put it on my wall. And, uh, Love that. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I was just like, I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, that was uh, that was intense. You know what I mean? Like, i seen the Virgin Mary. It's, it was pretty amazing. Uh, but again, good for you, brother. And I'm happy yeah. for you that uh, this is confirmation again. And we praise God for this. So you just, all you have to do is keep being who you are. And that's who God's created you to be in helping other people. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. As you, and you as well. I mean, you're out there. I mean, I'm thankful. Been, yeah, you've been to 54 countries. I was saying that in the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, Bill's been thousands to 54 of people. Countries. And, That's and, crazy. And, th and counting and counting. I mean, you know, the people, I think the most recent one was with somebody in uh, North Africa, uh, just in places that you, you know, Pakistan, places you think, that, how is this possible? Have these people, you know, what would they want to do with a, a Christian non denomination, yeah. you know, minister? But yet they see me on TV and it goes worldwide and they reach out and they contact and it is just God makes the impossible possible. That's all I could say. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so grateful and thankful that he works through me, continues to work through me to help people in the most far away and remote places that you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, you're going to an Islamic country and they don't they don't even recognize Christianity. You know, and, and danger, the danger involved in things like this. Uh, again, I've been throughout my lifetime in many life threatening situations, but uh, many times as a spiritual deliverance minister going to help people. My life has been on the line. People wanted to shoot me. They wanted to stab me. They uh, tried to get physical uh, one occasion, someone trying to slash me with a shard of 12 inch long shard of glass. Wow. Um, yeah. People biting me, trying to bite, spitting on me. Uh, you name it. I mean, I've had all these things happen and I'm very, very thankful 
that God has worked through me to A, maintain control of the situation and B, have his power working through me to be able to physically overcome and subdue individuals that were trying to do me harm. And at the same time, I'm not trying to harm them back. I'm just trying to control them to keep them from harming me. And uh, so that requires a tremendous amount of faith, but also the power of God working over the situation to keep things from escalating into something that could be tragic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the the Delaware, I mean, the uh, Pennsylvania case in Newcastle that you went to. Um, I don't know, but when you walked through there, did you get a really weird feeling in there, like something really negative? Even um, before I walked in, uh, when I pulled up on scene, um, I could feel the presence of evil there. And then when I got out of the vehicle and walked up towards the house, I absolutely felt that. And, and I said a prayer this was interesting as well because certain cast members uh, as you recall we were doing uh, a filming there um certain cast members were overcome and one in particular was crying and um in front of everybody and i performed a, a spiritual deliverance over that person right there before i even went into the house because he was so overcome by what was going on. So that's where it started for me, John, right there. And then, you know, going in from that point, feeling the evil, feeling the heaviness, feeling the negativity, feeling the despair, uh, feeling a, a cavalcade of negative vibes and emotions in that place. And I could also feel it leave as I was binding, rebuking and casting it out. Yeah, I know um, when we were investigating the place, uh, something happened to me in the bathroom of that place. I was using the bathroom and uh, something kind of like rushed up on me in the bathroom, but the door was shut, but I thought somebody opened the door and this breeze came in and, and I turned around and there was no one there. And, you know, I just kept using the bathroom and all of a sudden I heard this really, I, I want to say demonic voice or something in my ear, in my right ear. It said, uh, said there are many, but I am one, and uh, I tell you what, I, I believe it. I couldn't get out of that bathroom fast enough. I, I freaking jumped down those steps like, you know how those steps went down to that landing. Yeah. I, I jumped down those stairs to the next one, and then I got out of there because I didn't know what was going to about to happen. And uh, I believe it, John. And furthermore, I believe that the entire area is oppressed. So it's a very oppressed area. Uh, which I did at that point in time, prayed over the land, prayed over that immediate area and binding, rebuking, casting out demonic forces. There are portals that open up, and this is part of powers and principalities that are over towns and cities all over the world. There are divine powers and principalities that reside in some places and evil ones that reside in other places. And in that particular area, it is my opinion that uh, there are evil forces manifest and present as powers and principalities that are residing over that particular area. So oh, therefore, so. when you have a home in the same way that my home was back in Herondale, uh, same story. And when you have a home that has all these types of things going on in the way of traumatic events and uh, things that have just snowballed from past events into current, that is a huge portal 
and it is an opening for even more and more of those demonic forces to come in through that portal and they're going to a place that they can feast on because it features a smorgasbord of fear trauma torment uh you know abuse uh any type of negativity that you can think of and they're feeding off of that yeah i definitely think that uh the wife uh julie i think definitely she has some kind of uh some kind of attachment to her um now she said when she was younger you know she didn't have a whole lot of paranormal experiences until she went to an indian burial ground and her mm. her family her uncle had dug up like uh pottery and stuff like that from an indian burial ground and they took it and ever since then she said she everywhere she's been she's experienced paranormal things and yeah so it's attached to her she's yeah. the source point but it's also when these things happen john it spreads to all the family members i call it a spiritual virus it, it goes on to all the other family members or anyone that's connected to that person yeah because the husband uh you met you met dean um yeah he never experienced anything paranormal until he started going with with julie and you yeah. know they got married but every he said every place they went some places they didn't have a lot of paranormal activity, but they did have paranormal activity, and she would have these night uh, night terrors or whatever they are. Yeah. She was having those, and he said, I don't know if you've ever experienced a night terror, someone having a night terror, but he said, it is extremely frightening. It's almost like a possession. Well, it is a form. It's a demonic yeah. attack. These demons attack people in their sleep. These are demons of the night that go to and fro, and they're, again, that place has got a beacon light on it, because they say that's the place, that's one of the places that we can go and, and create terror and torment because of the level of trauma that has taken place and the portal that is open there. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely from, they contacted me a couple of weeks ago and said that they were experiencing some different stuff now, uh, seeing different things in the house. And, I'm, and I wanted to tell her, I was like, I don't think it's a lot of different things. I think it's just one thing being many. Correct. And that's Correct. exactly what it said to me in that bathroom. There are many, but I'm one. I'm like, there's yep. many things happening, but it's only one thing. Yeah. You know? And um, she's like, my, my like, strongest advice would be, you know, if they want my help, I'll be there to help them. Uh, my strongest advice would be for her and for her husband to draw as close to God as possible, make him first. Uh, and if they do that in a real and authentic way, then I could perform the spiritual deliverance over them. I would also suggest a baptism because in a lot of these cases, I perform baptism after that because, and I don't care if the person's been baptized before or not, it doesn't matter because when you are under this kind of affliction and this type of attack, uh, you become unclean through those forces that have made you to be unclean. So therefore the last piece of the puzzle is the blessing and purification through baptism, which makes that person not only free from evil, but blessed, sealed, sanctified, purified, cleansed, and made holy before the Most High God. So it is absolutely necessary, in my opinion, for that to take place. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. That's for sure. Uh, I know bat baptism is a big part of, of protecting you against evil forces. Yes, so. And they would see vast changes if they were willing to, uh, you know, bring God in, making him first in their life, and then going through that process. They would see vast change for the positive after that. Because, And also, which is essentially important as well, is that 
and I could speak from experience on this, uh, when we're going through these types of attacks and being terrorized in this way, we become victims and we operate out of the fear-based, trauma-based way of thinking and living. That is all low frequency, low vibration. So all life operates on frequency and vibration. When our frequency and vibration is on high, life is good, life is positive, we're moving forward. But when we're on low, life sucks and it's a challenge. It's like the black cloud is over the person's head. Nothing ever goes right. There's always a problem, a drama, a situation, and never an answer. And so that's where these people are now. And so with the spiritual deliverance, and you could call it exorcism, deliverance, whatever you want to call it, um, eviction, when this takes place, then the person has to make that giant leap of faith, trading in the fear and living in that fear-based, trauma-based way for faith. And that requires a gigantic leap into the unknown. It's very difficult for some people, John, because even though they're in the bad place, it's the familiar place to them. So they would rather stay in the place that they know than to take the giant leap of faith and be free from it. So it is absolutely, in some people's cases, including mine, two steps forward, three steps backward because you've developed behavioral patterns in that fear-based, trauma-based way of thinking and living will prohibit you from fully stepping forward. But if you stay strong in your faith and you're truly making God first in your life and you have intent to do so, then God will help you. I don't care if it's two steps forward, three steps backward, you will get there just like I got there and other people. And then once you get there and get on the other side of it, you start to understand it. And then it's broken off of you because you are living in what I call warrior mode, which is faith, strength, and courage. And if you're operating in faith, strength, and courage, you're on high frequency, high vibration. And by the power of God working through us, we can keep our foot on top of the devil in each and every day. But it is a battle. It is a process. And there has to be real intent to be to want to be free from it and to want to make God first. Yeah, most definitely. I definitely think that. I mean, you know, God, uh, you know, Jesus didn't have an, a, an easy way in life, and uh, you no, know, we didn't. We're, we're not going to either. No, um, no way. The devil, the wants, the devil wants you ever. to have an easy way, but God, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. He wants the easy way. He wants you to feel relaxed and. That's the temporary like that. way. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's gonna that's gonna blow up very soon. That's gonna uh God's gonna eradicate all that. He's gonna have an answer and, and he'll rectify all that very soon. But you're right, it's the devil who entices people. Oh, come you know, just uh he even went to Jesus and said, If you get on your knees, it's all yours. Yeah. I've said this many times, and I guess I'll say it again. Um this is another topic for another show for another time. But the devil came to Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, the son of God that he works through to save people and took him, took him, took him to a pinnacle, a high place. I believe he did it in a UFO and showed him the worlds on these screens and said, if you get on your knees and worship me, it's all yours. Now, who could do that? Who would have the power and authority to do that? I'll tell you who. The older brother who felt that it was his birthright that his father, our father, would give the world to him. Therefore, he could offer it to his little brother. That's who. And so that's another topic, another show for another time. 
But think about that one because there is no other circumstance or situation or individual that would have power and authority to take the Son of God against his will to a pinnacle to show him the world and say, if you get on your knees and worship me, it's all yours. There's nobody else that could fit that profile other than an older brother. So uh, maybe next time I come back, John, we'll get into that because that's, yeah, that's a, interesting. That's a deep rabbit hole. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, I talk about it um, from time to time and it is worth talking about because people need to have understanding of things. You'll never be taught that in church, but I've learned this knowledge is power. And oh, yeah. power perceived is power achieved. Oh yeah, I've been I've been looking around at you know like internet. And you see a lot of these musicians with this subliminal, demonic kind of stuff. I mean, oh, they're know, wide open with yeah, it now. They're now, right I mean, out in the open with yeah. it now. They they tell you who they are, yeah. what they're doing. Look at, look at the Super Bowl. You had the Super Bowl. They were. That I was don't even totally, watch professional sports totally anymore. Subliminal. But I saw that clip. Yeah, I was like, with whoa, uh, Rihanna. Yeah, these people. And look. I am not saying this because I hate her or anybody else. I actually had an encounter with her in LAX uh, one time, and she was kind to me, but I didn't want anything to do with her because I know who she is and I know what she is. And, and so she was kind to me. I thanked her. I went around her, and that was that. Uh, we were There was a security point at LAX, uh, Los Angeles International Airport, and uh, she was mobbed by all these people and photographers and security and all this stuff. And I happened to be standing behind her, not because I wanted to be near her. I, it was a, a line to get in the security stuff. And uh, she said, you could go around me. And she was kind. I thanked her and that was it. I went around her and that was it. Uh, yeah. And what anything to do with her? But um, these people like that Grammys award with that Sam Smith and all that gang that oh did what God. they did. That's ritual satanic big time invocation and yeah. anybody that says that's entertainment you need your head examined more yeah. importantly you need your spirit examined yeah. um they are wide open and showing you who they are what they are and how they are representative and a representative of the devil because they have to be you're not going to be in that business unless you are sold out and that yep. goes for politics that goes for religion. If you're in the high religious places, believe me, you'd be shocked to know that some of those people in the high places are sold out to the devil too. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. Sports, I don't even watch professional sports anymore because uh, they are rigged. They're just like professional wrestling. They know who's going to win that Super Bowl and World Series prior, uh, probably a year in advance to it taking place. I don't trust any of that. Um, I don't want anything to do with any of it because now they openly promote Satanism. And so again, whether you out there or watch it or not, that is entirely up to you. You have free will to do so. I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I do and what I don't do. And I don't partake in any of those things. There's nothing, John, that the world can offer me that would knock me off of my walk and knock me off of my mission and my path as a servant to the most high God Therefore, I'm a servant to my fellow man as well. So uh, I am totally focused on that in each and every day of my life. And though I have to be in this world, I don't want to be of this world, if that makes sense. Oh, that definitely makes sense. You know, I, I, I looked at some of that stuff and I'm like, I told my, I sat with my wife, I'm like, they sold their soul to the yeah. devil for money. 
for fame and fortune and money. I said, you know what? I'd rather die broke and be up there. Than, that's right. Than be down there for eternity. That's for damn sure. There's what is no it way. to gain the whole world if you lose yeah. your soul? Yeah. And that's what's happening here. But these people fall for a brainwash. And, and where they fall for the lie is that they truly think they're going to live forever. So you have people like Elon Musk and all these others that are trying to put these uh, neuro links and all these types of things that um, they think they're going to make a person immortal and they'll just download their consciousness yeah. uh, to the internet and all this stuff. And they'll be immortal and alive forever. This is a lie from the pits of hell. So the devil wants you to think that you're going to live forever. He is not in control of life. He is a created being. He was created by the most high God. Yahweh Elohim is his name. And Yahweh created him just like he's created everybody else. And therefore, he has no power and authority. And he knows it. He's just a liar. Um, and he is a, a, just an absolute. He's the original salesman. And he makes these people think they fall for the lie because of their own ego and vanity that they are going to live forever. They're going to live forever and they're going to have money and fame and fortune and power forever. Little do these people know, some know, because that's why they're drug addicts and alcoholics. They understand that they're nothing more than high paid slaves. This is slavery in an entertainment form, in a, a white collar form. These people are slaves to their masters and they have to do whatever they're instructed to do. And I can't even say on your show, John, what I have studied about and I've devoted probably almost as much time to the studies of these types of things as I have the Bible and all my other religious studies. Some of the things that these people have to do to be where they are in that industry, I cannot even say on your show. And they're doing things that I cannot even say on your show. The women, the children, oh, yeah. um, they're part of a network that is uh, involved in high wickedness and oh, black yeah. magic and the spirit of pharmacia and many other things. And so I urge all of you out there, you don't have to believe a word that I'm saying. Pray about it first always, and then let God lead you to the truth. And may you find accurate information that can corroborate and confirm what I'm saying to you. Definitely, definitely. There's definitely, they definitely are getting exposed. Like it's out there now. They're wide open yeah. with it. Like wide open. It's and, not and even hiding it anymore. You're just like, Wow, this is so subliminal. Like there it is. It's right. It's right you. there. Yeah. It's why I, I saw a thing. I've seen many things with NFL clips. I haven't watched an NFL game in probably at least eight or ten years. But I do watch the clips when people are breaking down. You can see how fake and phony it is with some of these things. And in one instance, it was this season, towards the end of the season, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't remember who they were playing, the New Orleans Saints or somebody like that. They, uh, Mahomes throws a touchdown. Uh, they all go to the end zone. So the receiver who caught the ball, Juju Schuster or whatever his name is, they, goes into the end zone. He sits down in the end zone, starts doing the devil signs and the, the okey-doke sixes, three sixes. So in part, I'm not going to even do those gestures because I don't want to even do those gestures, but – um, when you see a person, you know, uh, taking their hand and putting the one finger together and the other three are up, that's 666. And, and so he was doing the 666. He was doing the Mono Coronado, which is the hailing of Satan. 
the other, some of the uh, Mahomes and some of the other ones run in, they sit down in like a ritual circle and they all start doing it. And then one's there on his knees, like he's got a camera doing this and they're all doing it in ritual right there, sitting there in the end zone. Now, 99.9 of the consumer of that NFL game would be totally oblivious as to what was taking place because they are so emotionally invested in those players, in the game, in the NFL, no matter what you say, it goes right over their head because they're that level of brainwash and being emotionally invested in it. But the people, the, the little dot of a percentage dot of people that are awake could clearly see what was taking place in this demonic invocation ritual right there for all to see. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are calling them out on it now, too. Yep. A lot and of praise people. God that there are a lot of people waking yep. up and saying, that, hey, whoa, we understand what's going on here now. And these people are blatant in their worship of the devil. Yeah. A lot of people are going to social media that, that are seeing this and they're putting it out there now that, hey, don't be watching this kind of stuff. It's it's definitely not what you, you should be watching. You know, this and again, is, we could go back to the Bible where the scripture says, do not bring a cursed thing into your home lest you be cursed like it. So the devil, Hasatan, Belial, whatever you want to call him, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is described as the prince in the power of the air, which means the airwaves. So demons can travel through TV sets, computers, phones, you name it. They can do that because their leader, Hasatan, the devil, is the prince and the power of the air. So they know how to manipulate all the frequencies and vibrations because all life is based on frequency and vibration. When Yahweh spoke the world into existence, he did it by his voice, the frequency and vibration of his voice that activated life. So it is all based on that. And the devil who held a very high place in heaven as the choir director, he was in charge of the praise and worship music. He was a beautiful creature that had jewels on him and uh, Yahweh created pipes uh, inside of him as well. He had great favor from God. He was privy to some of the secrets of Yahweh and the, and, and the heavenly ways and the heavenly host and Yahweh's ways in the heavenly kingdom. And therefore, he brought that with him when he was cast out. <clears throat> so he knows what he's doing. He knows how to manipulate the frequencies and vibrations in order to overcome people. Yeah. That's just like you hear people talking about their atheists and this and that, and, and like just the very breath you take, you speak the word of God. You don't even know it. You the very exactly. breath you take, you're speaking the word of God. So how are you an atheist? Exactly right, John. And I say <laughs> so, to people all the time, the first thing I do when I wake up every day is I thank God and praise God for the day. Why? Because life is a gift. We are not promised tomorrow. So he blesses us each and every day with the gift of life, which is very exactly. short and very fragile. And never have I ever found in any place that said, you're going to live this amount of years and this amount of days. Only he knows this. Exactly. So therefore, we should be appreciative of every day that he gives us of life. Yep, you're exactly right. 
Exactly right. Well, brother, you and I could roll all night long. Oh my God, I'm I know we got to wrap it up soon, and yep. I, I hope that you have me back soon because there's so much more to talk about. And I know we wanted to talk about other things for the last time, but I, I hope that you'll have me back soon. Shoot me a, a message with a date that's going to okay. be good for you, and I'll make it happen. Because yeah. I always enjoy being on with you, and we have a lot to talk about. Oh, always. yeah. Always. Always have a good conversation. And it's always. Of course. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So, uh, yeah. Well, no. I want to thank you for having me on, and God bless you and your family, and God bless everybody out there that's been tuned into this. And if you're out there, and you're in need, uh, if you feel that you're in a bad spiritual place and that you're under spiritual attack, please contact me, billjbean.com. You can email me directly from the site. I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. I'm very, very busy with other cases and clients, but I promise you, I'll get to you as soon as possible and I will find time for you. God always helps me to be able to manage this to where I can find time for everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Bill. And I will shoot you a date to get back on here again. And we can definitely get into more depth about this too. Oh, uh, we just scratched the surface yeah. tonight, brother. We yeah. got a bunch more to talk about. That's for sure. I can't wait. I can't wait. So me too. Thank All you, right, brother, John, God right. bless you. Talk with you soon. All right, Bill. Bye -bye. You have a good night, buddy. You too. See you. Well, folks, you heard it from the man himself, Bill Bean. Bill Bean is the man. That's my buddy, man. He's a good guy. He's always out to help people, and uh, I tell you, I, I have great conversations with him. I like every time I come on here and he comes on the show, we have a great time, and uh, I will have him back on the show, and like I said, if you need help and uh, you want to reach out to Bill, and if you can't reach him that way, you can always reach out to me, and I can get in contact with Bill, and uh, we can go from there, and we'll get you the help you need. Uh, don't be shy. Don't be afraid to email me or try to contact me through the through my uh, website, which is uh, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal dot com. If you need any kind of help with this kind of stuff, I'm no demonic expert or anything like that. Never claimed to be one. Like I said, I've never experienced a lot of demonic activity, hardly any in my paranormal career. This stuff, uh, but. Uh, I'm definitely out to help people who think they may have some kind of demonic thing. I've never seen it. I'd like to experience it so I can understand it. But uh, like I said, I've never experienced anything demonic, uh, possessions or anything like that, which I'm kind of grateful for. I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's, if, you know, Bill has seen it. I've never seen it. I have to experience this stuff to, to validate it and, you know, understand it. But um, Bill has done it. I haven't. Uh, if you do need his help, like I said, just reach out to me and uh, or Bill. And if you can't get Bill, send me a message and I'll I'll get in contact with Bill and get you the help you need. I'm going to wrap this up for tonight, folks. Thank you for tuning in with me and listening to the Paranormal Journal podcast. You were listening to Bill Bean, and uh, he will be back on the podcast very, very soon. So enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your night, whatever, wherever you're at around the world. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great rest of your week, weekend, whatever it is. And I will see you again shortly. So I'm going to drop the uh, the closer song, which is by Get em Wet and Tom Blake and Jesse Anderson. It's called The Other Side. I've been 
asking questions all of my life But every answer I get, none of them I ever like, no I know we all living up on borrowed time But it keep me up late at night And got me wondering why, oh I'm just looking for a reason I don't need something to believe in I just want life to have meaning So I ain't wasting all my time So will I see you on the other side? Where do we go when we die? Ooh, yeah, they get you with a smile. 